0: Hey, everybody. We are here with Craig Kishan on the lighter side of baseball. And Craig and I can see each other. He's shocked because uh, all of a sudden there's a little new gizmo that I had to employ all my technological skills, which equate to a first grader to get this going. But Craig, we're on the air or whatever the uh,
1: the podcast is on. Cloud, how are you, Cloudy? Hello. Hello, am I on? Yeah, buddy, you're on. First-time caller, long-time listener. Hello, am I on?
0: Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> hello. Hey, put your microphone down and talk into the phone, dude. Uh, yeah. No, we have callers all the time. I just never answer the phone. I mean, things are ringing off the wall. How you doing, man? I I'm not sure we've spoken since the Bulls beat the Bucks the other day. <laughs>
1: Let's not talk about that. They play uh, again tonight.
0: They play tonight. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they're on a winning streak. I think they've won three or four in a row. Wow. They're well, probably us. Their star got hurt and they've been great ever since.
1: Isn't it funny how that works in the NBA?
0: Yeah, Zach Levine, they kept talking about he's gonna get traded. He'd put yeah. in fifty points, they'd lose, he gets hurt, and all of a sudden they're uh they look like the Boston Celtics.
1: Well they, they're um when they beat the Bucks, I can't remember if that one went to I think. Oh, that one went to overtime. The Bucks should have won that game. Bucks had all their stars; they all played. And then um, DeRozan and Levine did not play for the Bulls, but they had all these other guys step up. And yeah, they're they're a quick team too. By the way, they're like physically quick. I think that's how the Bucks lost because they're physically old.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> All they had, to, all the Tribune had to do was put in an article that Billy Donovan was on the hot seat and he might get fired in the middle of the year. And all of a sudden, they've they've run off a few wins. But Reinsdorf, who owns the Bulls, is too busy trying to move the White Sox to Nashville, so he doesn't really
1: care about the.
0: He really doesn't care much about the Bulls.
1: White Sox to Nashville.
0: Yeah, I mean Reinsdorf, you know, he wants a new stadium. I guess he doesn't like the one. You know, Antonazio tries to use the Reinsdorf playbook, but. Uh, yeah, Jerry was with the mayor of Nashville uh, during the winter meetings, and he said, "I want to move the team to Nashville unless you build me a new stadium." And uh, who knows? He's eighty-seven. Seriously, Jerry, come on, man! Like, sell the team. Relax. If
1: I uh, my Nashville story. No. The um. So the Brewers a long time ago were their Triple A team was there. And it's currently there now, but I don't know, maybe 15 years ago that Nashville had this old stadium that they had played in and the Brewers, it was back when Doug Melvin was the GM. They, got, uh, they, they helped uh, Nashville and the fact that they were the affiliate and all this kind of stuff to get this new stadium built. And it's a beautiful, beautiful AAA stadium. And um the the day they were doing a ribbon cutting to either get it going or open it up. I can't remember which one it was. They had Doug Melvin come down and uh at the ribbon cutting or whatever they said, Oh, by the way, thanks for your help. Uh we're we're not gonna be affiliated with you anymore. We're gonna bring in the Oakland A's. <laughs> and so the brewer said that they ended up like in Sacramento for a couple of years at their triple a, you know, And he's like, well, what's going on. And, um, and so then Oakland was only there a couple of years and the Brewers got back in there, but it was like, are you kidding me? We helped you get this thing built and all this. And I'm here at your unveiling or whatever. And, and you tell me that we're not going to have this team here. Thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing. Oh my god, did
0: did Nashville get a different team? Did you did the A's go in there for a while? Is that what you're saying? They changed their affiliate.
1: Yeah. And then the thing about it is you know how it is in baseball, you want your triple A affiliate as close to the parent club as possible. So it didn't make any sense for the A's to be out there and didn't make any sense for the Brewers to be in California. So yeah, yeah, they
0: that. I remember the White Sox triple A team at some point was in Honolulu. (laughs) <laughs> not, a, not exactly close to the action but the uh, yeah like with the royals it worked out pretty good when we had omaha but um you know it minor league baseball like everything else man the owners have uh you know tried to figure out they're the owners are getting more like the ncaa man all they really care about is uh uh the money i guess some of them want to win um the guy in Arizona, you know, after they go to the World Series, he's continuing to add add players as opposed to what the Cubs did. You know, they just keep getting rid of good guys. But the Brewers who, who got the, the worst end of the deal? The Brewers signing a kid that's played a couple games in Triple A for eighty two million or the Dodgers signing Shohei for seven hundred million. I think the Brewers got the worst end of it. More risky. Boy, you-
1: you got to wonder what that kid's going to be thinking now, you know, that Shohei's going to be making over, over basically the, the course of the same amount of time. He's going to be making six hundred and twenty million more. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: but he's never seen a major league pitch. So I feel yeah. I'd feel a little bit nervous if uh, I don't get that one. I mean, I can see paying yell. It's what they did. And then they kind of. Never did much to get anybody around him, really, in terms of spending money. Um, I
1: think the one thing that, and I don't, I don't have all the names of these guys in front of me, but I was reading an article the other day about this is rare that a, that a kid who's never played major league baseball gets a, an eight year, eighty million dollar contract. But the White Sox, I believe, have done it twice. And I think it's happened, you know, less than 10 times. And most of the people who were on the list, I don't even recognize. So that's a little bit, you know what I mean?
0: White Sox did Luis Robert. And, um, you know, you just question uh, whether or not the motivation goes away. I mean, if somebody gave me Ten million a year to go be a lawyer. I might not stay up all night getting ready for a trial.
1: You know, uh, it's yeah. just human. But uh, you know the thing, the thing about it is, I, I think the biggest thing for some of these guys it it you know eliminates the playing a game where you're worrying about things like how well am I doing and is it okay to fail and am I going to be making the money in arbitration over the next, you know, three or four years that I deserve. And who's going to, you know, side for me if we have to you know, I don't know. I mean, it, we, I don't, I've never been in a situation like that. So like for, for, for the young kid, I can't relate to it. And for the, for the veteran, you know, who's 29 and making $700 million, that is just, Almost borderline insane to me. You know, you just nobody can relate to that. And he's obviously got so much money. Otani. I'm talking about that. Most of this money is deferred.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I've got I've got enough money. Don't worry about me. But you still owe me 700 million for the next, you know, 25 years or whatever it's going to be.
0: I don't think the deal makes sense. I'm glad somebody else did it besides the, the Cubs. It just to me is uh insane. And they got sucked up into the uh into this lotto, I think. But you know, what do I know? But going back to the mental approach, I mean just I mean Shohei's done what he's done. He's got confidence that he can that he can hit major league pitching as well as anybody around. Um and uh, maybe he'll be able to pitch again i mean not everybody that has tommy john surgery comes back better than than they were before or even as good so number one how's that work number two how do they get insurance for that part of the contract Uh, it's a pre-existing injury and i mean no insurance company is going to take that risk so they're gonna i would think they're saying well we'll give half of that contract for his hitting and we'll, we'll sell you a policy for, you know, whatever they do. But uh, that's just one of the things that came to my mind. How do you, how do you insure a guy's arm after
1: he had surgery? I mean, yeah. that's that's a good point. I, I didn't think about that and I haven't seen really much about that other than the fact that uh, it, I, the pitching seems the pitching angle of this seems to get blown off. Which is very surprising to me for a guy whose ERA is right around three and was maybe a better performing player when he pitched and hit in the same game, by the way. It seemed like he always hit a home run when he was pitching. Didn't know that. You know, Okay, so now he's not going to be pitching for a full year. Obviously, he's an incredibly talented individual, but um, I don't know. Every, everybody breaks down at certain, at one point, and his arm certainly broke down this past year. He's had a couple other, you know, lingering injuries too, but I don't know, man. 700 million. The only, the only where that, the only place that's going is, is big time LA market. I remember when, uh, um, Pujols took that 10 year deal with the angels. I think it was 10 years, 250 million at the time and basically the angels got a brand new television contract it was still when it was uh fox sports net and their contract uh was like a 10-year deal or something like that from fox the amount of money they made in the first year of that tv deal basically paid for pujols's 10-year contract in the first year so they're like it's a no-brainer. He's, we're going to get him off from 250. It's nothing us, and you know we've got merchandising, we've got everything. You know that this guy's going to be part of our club for ten more years. It was like a bargain, if you can imagine that. And I would imagine it's probably the same with the with the Dodgers right now.
0: Well, I think this that's guy sold it, You know,
1: unbelievable.
0: The you know when they were talking 500 million teams were saying or at least the scuttlebutt was that that the uh they're going to recoup half of that that the angels recoup at least half of the contract value every year from merchandise and from fans came to the game and all that but the other owners must be going god you know belanger's gonna hey man i'm worth 500 million if he's worth 700 million and uh not belanger but um uh, you know the guy that I said they should the Cubs should sign right away, and they didn't. And uh, uh, Bellinger, yeah, there we go. Plan oh, yeah. the blade, the head of the player Association years ago. Do you know? And I'm sure you do, but there are projected 2024 payroll for every team. There are right now eight teams whose payroll is less than. Otani's one year 70 million a year contract. Eight teams that don't have that, you know, from the Orioles to the Royals to the Brewers to the Marlins to the da 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 da. Um it's insane. I mean, and if I were if I were a sneak, if I were Billy Martin, if I was Gene Mock, if I was, you know, I don't care what you think. Four baby. Walk his ass every time he comes up. How's that $700 million working for you guys? Don't pitch to him.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that could very, very well be the case, man. I mean, look so what's look Bruce, what,
0: what's Harper worth.
1: Base is loaded once.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's Bryce yeah. Harper worth? Freddie Freeman is making, I mean, the Dodgers payroll. I, they may defer and, and get what, however they do that voodoo work. But... Um, they're going just the way of the Mets, and they're, the odds are you're not going to get to the World Series. The odds are you're not going to get to the World Series. They got no pitching.
1: No. <laughs> I mean... Of course, but, they may spend 10 runs a game.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe. But here's the deal. I mean, I'm happy that whatever team I like, and I'm not sure I like many teams anymore, but for $700 million bucks, you can... Easily get Hader, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, Bell, uh, Be- uh, you know the guy Cody, Bellinger. God. You're an <laughs> I haven't been sleeping a lot, dude. And throw <laughs> in, throw in Glass now. From the you can get five guys at 125 million a piece, give or take a little. You can play the math with Hader. Who's going to want more? I mean you can go do i would rather have those guys i just listed than shohei otani show me the money
1: well yeah. here's the th- here's the other perspective of that <laughs>
0: Who That's what we love
1: talking about we're talking about uh otani 700 million and we're talking about our young kid in Milwaukee now uh, his name is Jackson Chureau uh, sure, and- yeah.
0: like the cereal
1: Close, but a little bit different. He's from Venezuela. I don't even know if they have Cheerios there.
0: Isn't there a dessert, a Hispanic Cheerios or churros or something? Churros.
1: But it's not churro either. You'll get it. Jackson. Anyway, so this guy signs an eight-year, $82 million contract with the Brewers. So he's going to start on their major league roster. There's no reason to put him at AAA to start the year and there's no save any service time so they've avoided that but here's the bottom line Uh, my point for these two opposite end of the spectrum guys is they're both going to be the face of their franchises for eight to ten years each one of them is going to be when you think of the dodgers and you get that first picture in your mind of who's playing it's going to be shohei when you put the brewers in your mind the first player you're going to think of is trio for the next eight years i mean this is this is pretty significant they're they're both making the most money they're 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 going to be selling stuff i mean this is one of the reasons why they did it face of the franchise all those guys you mentioned for the dodgers none of them would be the face of the franchise
0: no but they'd be taking a World Series share home next year. Now this guy Cheerio, he could talk about mentally. Yeah, mentally, he's he's got his his family, his his kid to be born, his kid to be born, to the kid to be born. I mean, you go on and on and on, unless unless he's a moron and he gets into the FTX like Major League Baseball sponsoring the uh, the uh, Bitcoin guys, which is another funny story. But. Um, <laughs> let's say that that they bring him up and he has no clue and he's hitting a buck 11 going into July and he's like seen 15 psychiatrists and he's like oh my god you know they're depending on me to be the face of the franchise and I can barely hit triple A pitching then what this guy hasn't he hasn't taken one at bat in the majors
1: right and, and that, that and that's part of the when I was saying earlier about this being rare and it, it's obviously been done before, but not many times, but most of the names on that list are unrecognizable because they obviously didn't become the face of their franchises. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank, you
0: for, thank you for explaining that. Cause I didn't, you know, it's, it's early in the morning. I might not have slept a lot last night. And now with that, expl- I see where you're coming from that, um, that we haven't heard of these guys because, like, I mean, I I don't get atanasio for that. I mean, is he making a statement to Craig Councils? You know, well, stick it to him. In,
1: in the Brewers' defense on this, it, it this this isn't the first time they've done this. They've got they have Freddie Peralta uh, and Aaron Ashby. They both signed to five year contracts with barely any major league experience, but they, they bought him out uh, all the arbitration years they bought out. They, and they, I mean, they, they gave each guy 25 million for five years at the time, which was for a pitcher that ain't bad. Um, right. And they had significant injuries in the, in the middle of these contracts too. So, but I think the bottom line was they see the potential in these guys that they're, basically can't miss guys maybe they're not going to be superstars but can't miss with if they're healthy they're they're major league ready and so uh, they've obviously thought the same thing with you know with this guy too so that that's their thinking that that's the only thing about like when you're saying how can they do this they've actually done it before just not for these years and maybe the money that we're talking about now
0: yeah how many mickey mantles to be did the Yankees sign the contracts that never became – I mean, Roger Repos. Does anybody remember Roger Repos, the guy that was going to be the next Mickey Mantle? Clint Hurdle was going to be the next George Brett or the next – I mean, I, I just think it's an insane move by a guy who's playing the poor card. Oh, we're in a little bitty market. You A guy who has been on the uh, precipice of going deep in the playoffs – And doesn't do anything at the trade deadline, and to do this seems to be the most ridiculous, stupid thing. And so you so you buy it as arbitration. And I I don't expect you to agree with me on on the fact that you're a broadcaster for the crew, but it's just like with Otani. There got to be better ways to spend eighty million. um, I don't know how long how much more Yelich has on his deal. But he had an okay year finally. I mean the Cubs did that with Hayward. You know, they paid him gobs of money, and the guy had a buck twelve for a long time. He goes to LA, they pay his salary for a year. The hitting coach goes, hey, you know, you ought to do this instead of that. And they just signed another. When his contract ran out, the Dodgers just signed him for nine or ten million dollars. I I mean, I it seems to me money's everywhere and uh, an owner like a Reinsdorf or an Antonasio who sings uh, the small market, there's something we're missing, man. They're getting money. Something's We're missing something. You got the the TV. Some of those TV deals are bad. I don't know. They just seem to you know, be like the United States. They must just print money and spend it and not worry about going into debt.
1: Well, here's a question for you, and I think you were alluding to it <clears throat> earlier, and I don't have the answer to this, but, Instead of instead of asking what's the worst deal, the seven hundred million dollar or the eighty million dollar for a guy that hasn't played in the majors, what which one of those two is the better deal?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know either.
0: I mean, right now, I'd say the better deal is uh, Otani because we know what he can do. We don't know what Chirio can do.
1: But is Otani worth a can... million dollars? Well, no
0: no but he's worth more than a guy who comes up and hits 212 for a career and his yeah. war is whatever war is i i still don't get war um <laughs> other than what's happening around the world but um uh, well, i guess we'll 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 wait and see um i don't know
1: um,
0: you know i, th- the-
1: I think in like uh, in in the case with churio since he's never seen a major league pitch his first year, he may if he hits two fifty and has twenty home runs and twenty stolen bases. Good deal. That's worth is that worth eight million dollars in today's game? If that's probably. what he's getting.
0: I mean I it's, don't know. it's not worth it when he's four years away four years and thirty days away from arbitration. It's probably worth it when they bought out his deal. I mean, if he can yeah. You know, our good buddy, I was telling somebody this last night. I mean, here's how much things have changed. Nelly in nineteen seventy three, hits two eighty seven and he's the number sixth or seventh hitter in the American league and he signs a whopping fifty thousand dollar contract when he mm-hmm. is you know there's six guys in front of him, you know, named Reggie Jackson or named whatever their names are. And yeah. here, here if you go and you look at the top ten in batting average, none of those guys are under eight million, I bet. Uh yeah. haven't done it. But, I mean, it's just right time. Now, you know, is Bryce Harper going to say, oh, my God, I shouldn't have signed? Or Mike Trout goes, oh, my God, I'm getting underpaid. I don't know. But I do know that uh, the Dodgers don't seem to give them a, a hoot, nor do the Mets. And I don't know. I just think that the owners that want to be conservative, I think Reinsdorf is falls into that category now. He's cutting payroll they got to be going, what are you idiots doing i mean stop and then with the brewers woodruff's out for the year as i understand it from
1: injury well, he he definitely is out for the year and he's no longer a member of the team by the way
0: Whoa, there's a headline
1: yeah What's i wrong mean with me what i mean they he he was he was going to be a they they basically didn't tender him an offer because what do you offer a guy that's not going to pitch Who's also going to be a free agent in twenty twenty five
0: seven hundred. You know, that was easy. There you go. <laughs> Any bat? I mean, he he's got no more chance of pitching this year than Otani. I guess.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And by the way, he can hit pretty good. He 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 can hit pretty good for a pitcher. Our I guy. mean,
0: under this craziness, if I were the Cubs, I mean, they signed Drew Smiley, and and he couldn't pitch. Why not sign Woodruff and throw in uh, Burns? We got a deal for and We'll get hater. or we'll have a we'll have a crew reunion <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs>
1: hey, man, anything can happen if you've got counsel now. So so don't put it past him.
0: Let's not be poo poo and poor Craig. I hear he's still hanging around Milwaukee going to events. Um Here's something that you may or may not want to comment on, but I think you will comment hater's is a free agent. Is it a plus or a minus that the Cubs have his old manager? In other words, how did they leave it when they left?
1: Hmm. Um, he's thinking, he's thinking. I don't think there's, there would be anything standing in the way of him going to Chicago. Because right now, first of all, he's over it. and the, And number two is... He'll he'll be the highest paid relief pitcher in the history of the game. It doesn't matter which team's paying it. He's yeah. going to be. So um, I think I think in all honesty, it's whether these guys. I often think about guys going to Chicago to play. Period. Knowing how how stupid the weather is in the first month of the season, and how and how crazy it is after the game starts in the middle of the season, not knowing which way the wind's blowing and all this kind of stuff. I do wonder like, why do guys want to go there and, and, and and either pitch or hit for that matter. But, you know, that's the only thing to me that would ever come into play with that. Anybody would love to be a cub and go there and play and all that kind, especially now where they're apparently, you know, back on track of spending some money. So,
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, all they've done is pay the manager. That's it. I mean, you know, the
1: tribute. Fred Council didn't trade Hader a few years ago. Right. The new president of uh, baseball operations did.
0: Yeah, that was my next question. If if council blessed it or they cared what council thought.
1: No, I I, you know what? And I, I don't know this for sure, but that that could have been the beginning of the end, I've, I've thought about that more than once about council leaving. I think I think part of his uh, statement when he said he wanted a, a new challenge and it's good in life to have new challenges is was pretty cut and clear that meant I, I've given nine years of of my time here hoping to you know get this team a World Series and all that and the resources are limited. So he's going to go somewhere where they're not limited. I I don't, you know, I don't think this was ever about the money. I I think, I think that's part of it. And it's, it's great that if, you know, this forces clubs to pay managers, what's he making? Five million a year, five and a half million a year. I just don't.
0: He's making eight million, eight million for five years.
1: No, it was, you mean eight, eight, eight million a year? I don't know what it was. It was like no,
0: a $40 making, $40 He was making $40 million. I don't know if it was a five-year contract or an eight-year
1: contract. I think it was five. Okay. But in, what, whatever that is, I we'll I still out. that's really about the money. I mean, clubs can pay the, the, a head coach or a manager whatever they want. You know, the going rate is if you've been around, we're going to pay you more. If you haven't been around, we're gonna pay you less it's that's, that's how it works in just about any business so five years so he's making eight million a year
0: yep. Bruce so, Bocci, Bruce Bocci, so, who's taken three different teams to World Series championships been in four one four World Series making four point four million
1: so does Bruce Bochy have a terrible agent then
0: he must. And so does Joe Madden and everybody else. Of course, Joe's not employed.
1: Like, why would you have gone to the Texas Rangers and not said, I'll come here for eight million or ten million? Right. Look what I
0: Yeah. I don't know. I guess he said he was bored sitting on his sofa. That's that you know, that was his old what he said when he got interviewed. But speaking of a place nobody wants to go, because everybody wants to play in Chicago pack house, they love the Cubs, day baseball. Come on. San Francisco. Nobody wants to go there. I don't know if it's because of the city's condition, the state of California, or, you know, who the, I guess Bob Melvin replaced the Zen master, um, whatever that guy was. That's was a crazy hire.
1: Gabe Kaplan.
0: Crazy hire.
1: I what? High? or?
0: Kaplan. Gabe.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and look at him, look, he he, good- he got a job in Philly and it surprised everybody. And then and then all of a sudden now he he wound up in San Francisco. Yeah, he's a different cat. He's yeah. a different
0: you know but that- Isn't it funny as you as you reflect on the years you've been in the business? Isn't it funny how there's the money goes up, the kind of um pressure to win sort of goes down. I mean, I don't I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it just seems like the money's crazier than ever and the sport is not as exciting as ever. I mean, they don't they're not they're not in sync with what they're paying these guys.
1: Well, I mean, you could almost say that in any sport right now. Like <laughs> I, you know, with all the years that I've covered the NBA, you know, these guys are making a ridiculous amount of money as well, yeah. and that product has changed, but the popularity has risen. I mean, they're rivaling rivaling the uh, NFL right now in popularity. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? There, when I first started in the 2000s, the NBA games lasted two hours and five minutes tops maybe two hours and 10 minutes and now they're at least two and a half hours really they they, have, they, they do a lot of replays and coaches challenges and um you know a, a, a lot it's almost like watching an NFL game now where you have one great play and then they've got to you know take five minutes and review something and then confirm that they made the the correct call you know it's it's kind of becoming that way in the nba a little bit too so it's the excitement level isn't as compact as it used to be i don't think um the level of talent is off the charts that's for sure but it's also you know it's also a a league where you know one if you have one superstar you you have the edge to win a championship like a big time edge yeah and that many superstars in the league that can pull that off. So I mean, that's how the Bucks won it two years ago with Giannis. So
0: and he was a stud. I mean, bigger and Jimmy Butler does the same thing. Why the Bulls gave him away, I don't know, but I guess maybe he could be troublesome. I don't know, but I mean, I he's a stud. He can win a he can win games by himself
1: for sure. I mean he he took an eight seeded team last year to the championship. But,
0: yeah. Same thing sort of happened. I don't know if we talked about this, but the World Series ratings—the only thing that the World Series ratings outdrew was the um, NCAA women's um, Final Four. I mean, the ratings were in the in the uh, in the tank, and
1: baseball. does it any does themselves um, any favor by changing the, the format of how the schedule is played once the postseason hits? Right, you know, play every single day for six months, and then the postseason hits, and it takes it seemed like two months to play a fraction of those games because all the days off and stuff. You know, Money. I mean, I Money. get it. You, Oh, they want the interest to, to draw out, but I don't know if that's – I don't, I think you lose interest more than you gain it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know they're going to – they're playing more games overseas, which I think is dumb. Um, the, the wild card game ought to be back to one game, and the division series should be three out of five, and then the ALCS or NS ought to be – Seven like the World Series, but they could they could cut out two or three games and still have the just about the same guaranteed uh, payoff for the players. But they they don't want to do that because it's money, man, and it just it um, it seems to water down the product. And uh, you got football starting at the same time the World Series going on, and I don't know what it is, Craig, but it's um, you talk to people and they are excited when the team gets in the playoffs and then it kind of as you said it, it they don't play every day and um i i don't know i mean it's just it's just crazy i mean it is it's kind of a sad deal because it's just not i don't even watch the games and hell we have a world class podcast together
1: yeah well <laughs> hey you laughing about Nothing drags out on this podcast, does it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not a thing, man. Not a thing. The uh, God, there's got to be um, something. Oh, new rules. Uh, there's one new rule in baseball, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And it's about the shortstop second baseman. Whoever's covering second on a steal supposedly can't block the base anymore.
1: I'm not surprised by that.
0: It makes. I hate to say it. It's logical, considering what they did at home plate. Got to have an avenue to the plate. Well, why wouldn't you do the same at second?
1: Right. So. So that is interesting because, you know, they made the bases bigger. They, you know, obviously was, and then you know to be able to steal. We've we've seen a lot more uh, stolen bases this past year. Right. Um, Good. And now you're going to see even more because there were, there were a a large number of outs when probably guys should have been safe because I couldn't get past a knee or a glove that was already in place.
0: Yeah. So I think I heard that on some show on MLB network. So is that true? I, I haven't actually seen the rule, but I think that's, it does make sense because like, you know, the other dumb thing is when you come off the base for a, a, a nanosecond and that replay shows that, you know, that's kind of dumb too, but I don't know. Um, hey, when you're doing your pregame for the Bucks do you and uh, their home, do you stick around? Do you uh, hang out like you do at baseball and, and, and make sure that you follow the game so succinctly that you can then talk about it after the game?
1: What do you mean hang around? Like
0: stay for the game or do you go to get a, ice cream cone down the street
1: oh no no no! i mean no uh i used to go down and get a couple of beers and whatnot down the street just kidding no no we definitely that
0: sounds good
1: that sounds pretty good no i mean no we definitely you know take notes and and uh watch it as intent we don't keep score like we do in, in baseball. That's what keeps, you know, that to me, that's always kind of fun to be honest with you. I love it. I keep keeping score and stuff. And it really does, you know, help for your post game show and a- any kind of notes you can track and trends and all that kind of stuff for, for any game you're covering is woefully important. So yes, I do watch.
0: Yeah. It just seems like the,
1: the,
0: I mean some guy's hot and he pours in thirty and gets a double double or a triple double. I mean, it's the the every game besides baseball seems kind of redundant to me. I mean, you know, how many guys twenty years later say, Oh, remember the shot I took from the top of the key that, you know, bounced off the rim and went through and we won fifty to you know I don't know, maybe I
1: end of the game though, in the NBA that matters most. I mean uh we, we just had a game last week. I was in the studio. Um in fact it may have been may have been the Bulls Bucks game because the Bucks were in control most of the game, even though it was close. And then the Bulls made that comeback in the last two minutes or so of regulation and forced overtime and then and then kicked the kick the Bucks butt in overtime. And we usually do a um A recap of the game, the whole game, you know, with highlights—maybe six to eight to ten highlights throughout the game—and that's our game summary. And I usually, you know, tell the producer what I want to see, starting from the first quarter on. And I said, let's just pick it up with a minute twenty-five to go in the fourth, and then uh, we had like eight highlights between that little bit amount of time in the in regulation, and then in overtime. It's like so, to me that recap. It's nothing before that even matters now.
0: So in the NBA, there are highlights. Is that what you're
1: telling us? There are a few highlights. Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the, I, I noticed that the Bulls travel to Milwaukee tonight to take on uh, yes your team. And uh, if I was a betting guy, I'd get on Fanduel right now and take the the Bucks and the money line and the Bucks in the over and I don't have much faith in the Bulls, but you know, who knows.
1: Is this a, are you is this a new sponsor to your show that you're sliding in and the Yeah, FanDuel
0: and they're 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 we're negotiating with both and um and then we're negotiating with the guy that answers the phone on the uh one eight hundred I got trouble with betting, you know, bets off. It's so crazy. These <laughs> every i mean now everybody has a gambling site and if you're in the right state like illinois you can gamble on your phone all day long on on virtually anything with bet river or fanduel or this or that and then they always have this disclaimer now and even on the if you have problem not gambling uh, you know not resisting please call this number it's like if you were not you but if somebody was a cocaine dealer and they said hey Here's some cocaine, but if you have a drug problem, here's the name of a counselor. It's crazy. When's prostitution coming to the... When are we going to have prostitution? Where are
1: we going with this? Where are we going with this? I don't know. I
0: mean, Craig, it's like, what month are we in? December. We've got two months till spring training. We got to talk about some of my pet peeves. There's one of my pet peeves. Another pet peeve that I have is the Ricketts family, but I, you know...
1: Just so you know, what do I know? I just said I didn't ask about any of this stuff, just so you, just so everybody knows.
0: Oh man, there's a disclaimer. How's, how's, I got two, how's euchre doing? Do you ever see him? Does he surface in Milwaukee? And then I want to ask you about where Cheerio is going to fit in and what you think the uh, lineup, at least as of today, is going to look like. for the Brewers,
1: oh man, those are um, the only thing I can con- concretely say is Euchre's doing well. Um, Churio is going to fit in anywhere in the outfield, probably, probably center. To be honest with you, um, they have a a glut of outfielders right now, all young outfielders, and uh, a pitcher named Corbin Burns who. I can't tell you what the lineup's gonna look like because I don't think the Brewers are done formulating the team of the future here, to be honest with you.
0: So is Jelich still on the team?
1: I don't know. I mean, yes, he's he still has like five years left, but you know, what what if what if he was in a trade package with you know he could he could get traded for Mark Belanger.
0: <laughs> the blade. God rest of his soul. Um, how can I forget these guys' names, man? I'm getting old. I mean, I guess the
1: for me is where what's Craig Council's lineup going to look like for the Cubs.
0: Well, right now he's got Patrick Wisdom leading off and playing first base because, you know, he signed a new contract for a million and a half, which they probably have little leaguers making more money than him. I mean, where do they come up with that? That's a roster spot. Here's, you know, I was thinking of this too. For the Rule 5 draft, you don't even have to protect Churio. You don't even have to put him on your 40-man roster. I guess you have to to get him into the clubhouse. But nobody's going to take his contract or Shohei's or Patrick Wisdom for a million and a half. Don't protect these guys. Rule 5 draft, gone. Cubs is so bad that they lost nobody in the Rule 5 draft. That's how bad they are. (laughs) Nobody so, wants them,
1: and you're tracking that.
0: <laughs> I am because I'm expecting Hayter to be closing for the Cubs and Blake Snell to have the opening day assignment. And I mean, if um, Hater, if um, what's his name, Jed Hoyer can't do it, I've left messages for Ricketts. I've asked him to be on the show and I've asked him if I can be the general manager or whatever they call those guys these days. And I haven't heard back from him yet. But I mean. Doesn't take a rocket scientist. If some, if I gave you 500 million, who would you go get? You could have right now. you can get four guys for 500 bucks.
1: Oh man. And they're free agents. I'd have to have my list in front of me, to be honest with you. I mean, Hater, I would definitely put on my team. One of the top three agents are out there right now. Soto got traded.
0: You know, Matt Chapman's a third baseman for the, you know, Blue Jays. He's, you know, uh, that Reese, um, well, that guy from Philadelphia I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with. I think um, Blake Snell's a free agent. I mean, he can go five innings if, you know, if you've got a strong bullpen. And, and I mean, he's perfect for the Cubs because that's all Council knows how to do is use nine bullpen guys in a game. I mean, that's. That's good until you get to June. And then, no, I'm kidding. I think he was great. I don't know.
1: Nine other guys. Call up nine other guys from the minors. Yeah. Get uh, get ready for, um, I don't know how many players uh, have been playing for the Cubs in one season. But I believe the Brewers have gone over 50 probably every year that he's been there. I don't know. joke like there have been 50 plus different players playing a game throughout the season that's how that's how often they go to the to the um triple a well or take a flyer on a free agent and see how he turns out or a pitcher that hasn't pitched you work with them for a month and then put him out on the mound and see what happens and if it doesn't work it doesn't work you
0: know sign Woodruff for probably 100 million for 5 years.
1: Oh yeah, that's that yes, that to me like that would be a bargain for the Cubs. I agree. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you could probably get Hater for 25 million for 10 years, 250 million. Or is that too cheap? How would I mean, you get Kimbrel's a 39-year-old for 13 million?
1: But do you give a do you give a relief pitcher that length of a contract?
0: Not my money, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Blow the salary cap. I could care less. At least go do something, you know? Make a splash. Get some pizzazz. You gotta have some studs. I mean, you guys always have a big hard hitting oversized first baseman. That's fun. The fans like that. You know? It's this yeah. it's this mentality that this is something more than it you you know you see the ball you hit the ball hey do you have you decorated your christmas tree <laughs> huh?
1: are we are <laughs> yeah. running out with the caller
0: callers <laughs> <laughs> are they're back man the phone lines are lit Not sorry buddy we don't take that call today we got craig kashan on the phone no i i think that um I'm planning i'm I'm trying to map out a uh uh a trip in May. well, first I want to get to milwaukee and and um have dinner with you at at our good friends and try to maybe he'll sponsor uh the podcast. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't, I and mean, we're talking about Wards House of prime, a potential sponsor. You know we line up we could have um uh euchre in the bullpen. I don't know if I want him on the show, but you know he'd probably be okay for a ten minutes. Um, I'm lining up a trip. <laughs> we love you. Oh my god! What... He was so nice during Nellie's last days. But I want to take a trip. I've never been to the Cincy Ballpark, the Pittsburgh Ballpark, Philadelphia Ballpark, the Mets Ballpark, and the New Yankee Stadium. I, I'm trying to figure out how I can do that in seven days. Driving. Want to go?
1: Could somebody drive us and make us comfortable in a bus?
0: Well, I got a buddy who would drive us in his Lexus. I guess I could sit in the back seat. And then, um, you know, we'd stay at nice Marriott's. And we would um, We just be probably wouldn't need a Marriott. Because if we did that in seven days, we'd be driving all night.
1: Yeah, I don't think that would go on this trip with you.
0: Yeah, you've got some <laughs> other... <laughs> You're a responsible guy. I don't have anything going, you know?
1: I'll do the trip with you. Like we go to one ballpark a year for the next seven years or something like that.
0: Oh, I could do that, but it's got to be um, outside of the central division of either league. There, now we're going. We could fly.
1: But you haven't been to Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, though.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. Let's let's say, not within the uh, 100 miles of draw a circle around Milwaukee and Chicago and you've got to go over 100 miles.
1: I could also put my list together of there aren't that many stadiums that I haven't been in. I don't know if that's proper English right there, but um, there are a few stadiums that I haven't uh, been to as mostly working-wise but also as a fan.
0: So – can you think like, of any that you haven't been there?
1: I've been to Angel to cover the Angel Brewers or Angels on the Road. Uh, haven't obviously been to Texas's new ballpark. Have you been there though, right?
0: No. You're supposed to be great. Um, I know you do. Where else? Have you been yeah. to the new? I mean, Atlanta builds a new ballpark every couple of years. So I haven't been, been to the new ballpark there
1: already. Uh, been to New Yankee, uh, been to New Shea or whatever they call the Mets, uh, City Field or whatever. I don't know what they call it.
0: How about, think, uh, I've never been to Comerica Park, I'm sure you've been there in Detroit. Yes, do that. that's doable.
1: Maybe uh, there, are. Well, I've never been to uh, Tampa Stadium either, not that. That's a. Design. Now that'd
0: be fun. We could but hang yeah. out with Dwayne. There we go. The game, man, that'd be fun. He says it's Honestly, a great ballpark. I I don't know why nobody else agrees with them.
1: I'm trying to think. There, so the Angels and the Rays. I may have been to every other ballpark. Wow,
0: have you been to the Diamondbacks? Oh yeah. Well, of course yep. you're in the business. I mean, I, these are dumb questions I'm asking you.
1: Where 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 do you still need to go? Pittsburgh, Philly, Cincinnati.
0: There are a ton of stadiums oh. that I haven't. So. All
1: right, we got we got to get you on the road.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh would be fun. I hear the PNC is great. I haven't been to uh I haven't been to um anaheim stadium i haven't been to the new stadium in seattle i went to when the when cleveland was in the world series or in the the year they beat the mariners i went out there for the playoff games but that was a different ball cart
1: there's cleveland and baltimore i have not been to either wait a minute yeah wow yeah
0: you have i I call it jacob's field but I, i guess it's progressive park or whatever but um the home of the Cleveland Guardians.
1: Yes, yeah. you're correct saying that.
0: Well, and then I heard that the um, Orioles are having a fight with the city over leasing uh, Camden
1: Yard. In that well, way. That's an, interesting, that's an interesting franchise, too. It is. And uh, apparently there's some guy trying to
0: buy it from Angelos, which is uh-huh. good. I mean... They some show I was listening to they posed a the question: Would you rather sign Otani or get rid of Angelos as the owner? And 100, everybody was saying, get rid of the owner. We don't care if you if you don't sign anybody else all the all this year. Get rid of that guy. And Interesting. I, yeah. I, I would agree, but yeah, I have not. I'm surprised you haven't been to Cleveland.
1: Yeah, no, I I have not. So I've got. I've got Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa, Texas, Anaheim. I think that's it.
0: You've been to the new Mariners Park?
1: Oh, yeah. They've got, yeah. A- you know, yeah. I, haven't, I, haven't been to, I haven't been to the Dodger Stadium either. One of my favorite uh, uh, experiences of doing play by play was in Seattle. Uh, we were doing the game when uh Ken Griffey Jr., the year he went into Hall of Fame, I probably told you this. No. And uh, the game that we were doing, he was having his uh, number retired there. So it was packed, and, you know, they did this great pregame ceremony for him and a lot of laughs and all that. And then we started the game, and in the middle of the third inning, somebody comes walking in our booth and our doors directly, you know, to our backs. Cause we're, we're facing the diamond. That's good. <laughs> good that you're facing the diamond. And it's, it's Ken Griffey Jr. And he goes like, well, Hey man, what congratulations. What a day it's been. He goes, yeah, you guys want me for an inning? I'm going around to all the booths. So we're like, Oh my God, you know, yes. You know? So he came in for an inning and, Man, he told stories. I, I There could have been eight grand slams in that inning for all I know. I don't remember a single pitch. But this guy was telling stories and, you know, even said, you know, because, you know, little known fact, but I think the his biggest numbers against a single opponent was against Milwaukee because when he was with Seattle, before he went to Cincinnati, Milwaukee was in the American League. And then at the same time he switched, the Brewers switched to the National League and he was with Cincinnati, obviously. So he pretty much faced the Brewers almost all of his twenty years, you know, as a player. And um he said, Yeah, that we were talking about that. And he goes, Really my fondest memories of uh of of Milwaukee and Wisconsin, he said, um, he got his pilot's license and came to the uh eaa every year in oshkosh and he said nobody that i'd fly in these little planes and stuff and he goes nobody nobody ever knew that i was a pilot but i went to that you know almost every year anyway if it coincided with any type of a a summer break for him but um anyway that's my seattle story and ken griffey jr that that's a great ballpark great city
0: uh yeah it i haven't seen the ballpark but the city is good and then the other thing is that uh, and again, I told the folks at the beginning, we've got a, a, a not only audio, but video. Now I'm looking at Craig's hand. I dropped my phone. He dropped this, whatever he's broadcasting on. Um, the To me, and I, I don't know that many football players, and I don't know that tons of major league players, but I know more major league players. There's stories... Are, are, I can't believe any other sport has the stories. Number one, they're with each other every day for probably eight months. And these guys, um, whether they're friends of yours and they tell stories, but you know, you heard Nelly stories forever. You hear anybody's stories. There's two good shows that I want to tell you about before we get off. Um, I may have told you the Yogi Berra deal on Netflix. It ain't over till it's over is great. The yeah. Nolan Ryan documentary is great. I think we talked about that, and and I've just started watching on MLB Network. They do some; pre- they actually do some pretty good stuff. They had a great one on Ken Griffey, and the one I'm watching now is on Brett. They have a two hour, st- and it's called Brett, and um, it's interesting because I was in Kansas City most of his career, well, all of his career, and. You know, that's the time we had the minor league team. And so my my uh, understanding of Brett is through a lot of personal experiences that weren't really that complimentary, but the guy matured. And number one, uh, like all of us, man, I can't believe how he's aged, but I guess sitting out in the sun for 180 days a year back then without any protection, but but George looks pretty pretty old. Didn't realize his brother played 16 years or something in the major leagues, and he had this horrible relationship with his dad that he talks a lot about. Um, and the the one the the strangest reaction, and and I don't think he was embellishing, but I don't know. I mean, George is George. He his dad just he could never please his dad. His he was never as good as his brothers. Da 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 da, and dad had a mil- little military background anyway. So the, I can't remember what year it was. The year he almost hit 400. He hits 490 or 390. He's five singles shy of joining Ted Williams as a, uh, and and supplanting Ted. And he gets back to LA and dad, isn't this great? And he goes, if you had taken better care of yourself and cared anything about the sport, you would have hit
1: 400. It's like, you? wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a lot, man. And the fact that he was still that that good. Well, maybe maybe he was that good because he let it all out, you know, every time.
0: You know, I don't know if he was Tony Gwynn good, but I mean they were they were neck and neck, and yeah, those three guys, man. I mean, for guys who played their whole career in one place, yeah, great swings. I, I think. Gwynn, Brett, and then Jan, and how I would rank their swings. But, and they have Jan on this, uh, on the Brett deal, talking about how, you know, back then they didn't fraternize much with other players, but they did with George and how they, he could go out all night with George and George would come in and go four for five. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those were yeah. good things. All right. Yeah. What else is going on in your life between now and besides basketball?
1: well um Christmas for us is right around the corner like it is for everybody else and we're excited' we'll, we're getting our family back together and all that kind of stuff we were together Thanksgiving too so we're very fortunate that way um so we're uh but besides basketball it's it's pretty much pretty much that here for the winter and see how the bucks do
0: you got my video of my train shot that I put up that was.
1: Nice if of you ask Or already sent that passed that along and uh may have to post that for our for our uh our listeners. All right.
0: So we're gonna start this year going that <laughs> that's funny, Craig. That, you're not always funny, but that was funny. Um we may have to we'll have to start our I ain't getting any younger, man. We're gonna start our go to a ball game outside of this little hundred miles this year. All right. So,
1: All right. get your bags packed, man. Is this our is this the swan song of the podcast Are we done? your
0: tongue, dude. Come on now. This is fun. Uh-huh. No.
1: I thought no. you were going to be done.
0: I thought so too, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm like the I'm like um Gaylord Perry. I, I can't stop, you know. It's too much fun. I, even if it's just nobody listens but you and I talk and I know that maybe you're trying to tell me you don't want You want the swan song to come sooner than me. And I understand that I, I listened to these and it's funny, you know, for 45 years and not all of that, when I was a trial lawyer, video depositions came into place somewhere along the line um, or video recordings in court instead of the stenographer taking down short, uh, whatever they do. They also had a backup of, of the, the uh, audio. And man, oh man, I'd play, somebody play back a deposition that I took and it was like excruciating. It was like, oh my God, you just sound horrible and moronic and God, stop saying, uh, and blah, blah, blah. This is totally different, man. I listened to our stuff and I'm going, this is, Kayle walked by, I'm laughing. She goes, what are you doing? I'm oh, I'm listening to year one of On the Lighter Side of Baseball, man. This is great.
1: Well, I'm glad <laughs> you feel that way about yourself. <laughs>
0: I know you do too, buddy. All right, no more swan song talk. Although, in fairness to Craig, we had said, you know, one of these is. I keep duping them into coming back and doing these little podcasts, telling them this might be the last one, man. I don't know. I could drop dead tomorrow, and then there you go.
1: Well, this is not. Like, let's just let's just put it to bed, like the way anybody should when something needs to come to an end.
0: <laughs> you know, and if you weren't such a good friend, I'd take that seriously. But anyway. We'll we'll think about that at the next production meeting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, don't go anywhere. I'm going to try to put you on pause. I see something. Hold on. It's Craig Kashan. He's a busy man. He's important, and uh, we're going to put him on hold, and then we'll come back and wrap this up on Spotify. Whoa. Uh, we're back after Swansong got off the air. Craig, what a great guy. Is this the Swan Song? Oh, man. The lighter side of baseball is going to go at least until next year. We need season six. number. I'm going to have Al Weiss. That's his number. All right. That's it. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes. Have a good time. And uh, we'll do a holiday uh, cheer uh, podcast here in the not-too-distant future. So in the meantime be good if you can play golf put them down the middle stripe it out there and uh, i'm going to play indoor golf tomorrow that'll be different so for jamie Retsky and craig uh, not craig council boy i mean to get craig council on craig kishan uh this is uh, the lighter side of baseball saying so long